Hey gang, Luke here, going into the life of virtual closer. What does that entail? What does the day-to-day look like? What is the upside? What is the downside of being a virtual closer? I'm going to all of that right now. Let's go. And this is the Luke Guy Show, helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building digital relationships on scale while growing the customer universe. What's popping, Luke here? You're going to absolutely enjoy the show. Let's dive in right now. And what is happening, Luke, here today with the virtual closers at the Luke Guys show? Talking about virtual closing, talking about the upside, the downside, the potential, the opportunity at hand. What are the pros? What is the cons? I kind of said that earlier, but just got to re-say it in a different way, y'all. So catching with you. It is a Saturday night for me, and uh, it is feeling good under these Georgia stars tonight here in the good old USA. Just kind of walking around. It feels amazing. 62. You know, I was just thinking, like I was taking my wife um, to the medical center, you know, get her checkups and stuff, and uh, the the TV was playing there, and it said Boston. Like it was like twenty nine degrees or something. I was like, "Say what? Today is like seventy two. People wearing shorts and flip flops in Georgia and in Boston, which is not that far from us. I mean, it's like a couple of states away. It's like you know, be- you know, below freezing or what? Like um, like twenty seven. I'm like, say what? How is that possible? There's a few states away. And I said, "Thank the Lord, I'm in Georgia." But anyway. And I was thinking, wow, the, the, the coolness that I can be out here tonight, 62 degrees. It just feels so amazing. So blessed to be in the good old USA, definitely in the southern part. It, it feels amazing to be a country boy. That is for real. So I want to talk to you about the upsides and the downsides of virtual closing, the lifestyle, and just see if this is something that matches what you're looking for in a lifestyle. Okay, so... So I'll tell you why I joined virtual closing, why I, why I like it, okay? And then we'll talk about the downsides to it, things I have noticed. So it's like a review of virtual closing. You right? You ready? You ready? Ready? So you're listening, and some of you guys are like, all right, so, uh, you know, who's this Luke guy? And I have closed seven figures for me. And what that means is I have closed more than that, okay? I'm talking about personally, that's how much money has went through my account personally in check. So you can, so for example, virtual closing, sometimes you got to figure out what numbers you're talking about. Are you talking about how much product you have sold or how much check have actually hit your account? That's how much, that's how much check is at my account, right? So that's what that means. Okay. Um, so you're listening to someone, you listen to a review from someone who has obviously done it. I mean, you, I mean, I've got videos that's done millions of views. I've got, you know, a, you know, not a, a okay size audience. Been doing this for a few years. Um, been through some ups and downs in economies, you know, when it's dropped up. You know, dropped up. I mean, what in the world? Like, how do you drop up? When it's like dropped down, when it's went up, you know, all that good stuff. So, if for those who are like, okay, what is virtual closing exactly? So, just real quick, virtual closing is for salespeople who do it virtually anywhere, like, okay, and when I say sell, some people go, oh, sales, that's disgusting, like, how, like, how dare you become a salesperson, you're like a telemarketer, okay, no, that's a misconception, okay, 
when you think sales, you think of that crazy, you know, long lanky leg sales guy. He's a, you know, he, he's, you know, skinny's a stick, but yet you walk into the door of a dealership and he's wearing like nice clothes and he's going, hey there, how you doing? Oh, I like them, I like them shoes, man. Oh, that hair, to, who does your hair, man? You looking so fly, man. You looking so fly, man. And you're going, okay, this, this is weird. And then he's going, so what you, you coming here to get your whip, boy? I mean, what kind of car you want? And you automatically can feel the salesy. Like, you can just smell the salesy coming off of him. And you thought that was his cologne, but actually that is the salesy height coming out of his breath. I mean, and I'm going to tell you something. Personally, being a sales guy, I love whipping up in them car lots, okay? And... And they finding out that I got money, I love making them boys work for their money when I'm showing up at that car dealership. They will do just about anything. And look, I mean, I'm going to buy a car, and I'm not going to, like, shop them to death. I'm going to pick one. I'm not going to give them that hard of a time, but... I've literally, I've literally thought about dressing up in a tuxedo and showing up with like a suitcase and say it's full of, it's full, it's full of that cabbage, like it's like tons of money in the suitcase or something like, you know, I got about, you know, 650 G here for a down deposit on a car or something and driving them boys crazy. Um, I've never done that cause I don't get shot. Um, uh, I just... Anyway, so I love driving them crazy. But anyway, it's not like that. So when you think closing, you think car people like that. Okay. Um, when you when I say sales, people think telemarketing, cold calling. Maybe you sold vacuums for Amway. Did Amway sell vacuums? No, that was Kirby. No, that was, um, hang on, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Oops, sorry. I was walking in my yard. My kid was trying to figure out what, what I was doing. <laughs> sorry. Let me catch up what I was saying. So... So you have two types of sales. So you have, so, sorry, not two types, sorry. So two things people think of sales or a few things. They think telemarketing. They think cars. That's a big one that stands out in the sales world. Um, they think real estate. They think life insurance. Like all these types of sales situations. And usually they feel, it feels pushy. It feels like forced. It feels like, you know, manipulation. And people go, I want to do nothing with sales. But here's stats for you. It's actually, I believe it's close to 14, I believe it's 14% of America 13 or 14% of America is sales. Right now, if you think of anyone in your life who has money, think about it. Do they have the power of persuasion in their life? Do you think they could persuade people, convince them to do something? That sells. So if you think of anyone who has money, they have a lot of cars, nice houses, the kids go to nice colleges. When you meet that person, think. let's say that you know like five of these people. Do you feel like the majority of them have the power of persuasion? Because there have been some lucky guys who could not sell, you know, anything to anybody. They couldn't sell, you know, a water to a billionaire in a desert somewhere. It's just that bad. But somehow they got lucky or they invented something or patented something and they just blew up. It was just boring as who knows what. But yet it worked out. But the majority of people who have something is because they have the power of persuasion. There's so much opportunity. Think about it, guys. If you had the power of persuasion, what could you do? You could get her to say yes, okay? Whatever that means. You could get your kid to eat your eat their vegetables. You could, you know, get investors. You could, like, 
the power of persuasion, and I call them power closers. All right. Now, personally, the word closer, I don't like the way it sounds because it sounds forced. Because we don't force anything. We're like water. You know, Bruce Lee talks about being more like water. It has no direction. It is not forced. It does not break. But yet water always gets its way. Water is a strong force. But it's not like rock. But rock will bust. It will break. Water doesn't break. It always comes together. And it's going to go where it needs to go. But it doesn't force, right? Like it's a, it shapes in the cup. It is what you need it to be. And in sales, that's how we are. In real sales, the guys, the one percenters, they're not like these car sales people who last six months. They've lasted over a decade plus. I'm one of those people. Now, obviously there's people who do more, who do less. But at the end of the day, are you happy with what you're doing. So virtual closing, let's talk about the ups and the downs. So you kind of got to deal with sales. This is not that. And the thing with cars, you got to be there to sell the car. To sell a house, you got to be there to sell the house. If you're selling property, you got to be there to sell the property. And life insurance, you have to be there in their kitchen selling it to them. All right. With solar, you have to knock on the door to sell solar. Virtual closing doesn't do that. Okay. Virtual closing um, is virtually well obviously virtually it's selling a result to people that they care about it's so it's results that can be delivered through via the internet and the competition is the college institution it's coming close is coming close to being worth close to a trillion dollars and it's good to have competition because we know what this marketplace is worth to our country, which is almost worth $1 trillion. So that shows you that there's worth for what we sell, and we're not selling college textbooks. What um, what we sell is results that can be delivered through the internet. For example, if someone wants to save their marriage, there's marriage coaches. If they want to lose weight, gain muscle, we sell that. Um, if they want to build a business, if they want to save on taxes, Okay, I've actually heard of sleep coaches, okay? Whatever people are willing to pay a premium for, that's something virtual closing can do as long as it can be delivered through the internet. Why did I select this industry? Why did I select it? Because I'll tell you the root of it. I have a family. I have kids. I don't want to have to show up to a property and sell it and come back home. That's That's just a big boy job. I don't want a big boy job. I want something that I can operate anywhere because traveling is important. I want to take my kids places and my wife places. I want to, if we want to go to lunch somewhere uptown and do that and get some, get some good food, get some Mexican food or something that I get crazy about and I just want to do it just because I want to do it. Because one night, because you got to remember, I used to be the bug man, right? I used to be the bug man. I used to, um... How do I say this? I used to drive an hour back and forth, depending. Because I had to drive like through through like three school zones. This was been like almost 10 years ago. And no, wait, no, this has been over 10 years ago. Wow. I am losing time. This is 2023, y'all. No, people, listen up. No, this is, I can't believe it. This has been 14 years ago. 
wow, is that right? There's no way that's right. Hold up. I got to do the math in my head. Hang on. No, 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 it is coming up 12, 13 years. Wow. No way. So anyway, I would drive 45 minutes to an hour and I would sell bug jobs and then I'd have to treat it. I hate treating it. I love selling. The problem is, is that the more I sold, the less I got to sell because I had to go do it. I had to go treat the building for bugs. And, um, yeah, so I wanted to be, I wanted to, so one night it hit me and I was like, why is it fair that someone controls my schedule to tell me where I'm going to be? Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, one, two, three, four, five until five o'clock. And then, and then sometimes they would just like, why is it fair that someone tells me how I can spend my time and I only get to do it once? Like I get to live this life once. Why does someone else get to tell me how to do it? Now, I'm grateful for that company that gave me that job. Like, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful that someone took a shot and a chance on me. They wrote a chapter in my book, if they realize it or not. And it's a story that tens of thousands, and I believe millions, will hear it one day. Um, and it's a ch- it is a chapter in my book. When I say a chapter in my book, I mean my life. And... No, it's been crazy. So, yeah, I just remember that night thinking, like, who? why should someone else get to tell me what to do with my life? So, anyway, that's when it just got me on the hunt trying to figure something else out. So, what are the downsides of virtual closing? Here's the downsides. If you don't love people, this is not going to work. If you don't like a little bit of rejection, this ain't going to work. If you don't like people telling you no, this ain't going to work. Um, if you are not responsible enough, this is not going to work. If you cannot manage your schedule and your time, this is not going to work. Um, if you think it's just like crypto and you're going to be a millionaire tomorrow, you are crazy. Um, this is not like that. This is something that builds. This is a doorway that opens up to many. Because if you learn the power of persuasion, you can do anything. You can do absolutely anything. And to me, like it's like when I tell people you can make 5 to 10K, manage your schedule and get to travel more, achieve all the freedoms, they go... Wow, that's crazy cool. But the thing is, that's just the beginning. Like you could start your own brand. You can, you know, you can persuade. Like you, what? The power of persuasion is really in between everything that you want. If you had that skill of persuasion, and you made and you got people to believe in what you were saying, what couldn't you get? Like what? What would stop you from everything that you want? The power of persuasion. I call these guys the power closers. So virtual closers is the industry, what I call it. It's the industry. Because a lot of people call it high ticket closing, high ticket setting. They call it, you know, virtual sales. I call it virtual closing because it makes sense. I actually coined that term. That's a term that I use. No one else uses it but me. Because it just makes sense better than anything. It speaks to people. Like it's something that goes, they go, wow, what is that? And virtual closing. Um... That's what virtual closing is. So I, the, vir- the definition of virtual closing, my definition, since I kind of coined the term, is se- doing sales and education virtually. That's what virtual closing is. And the reason I chose it is because what I mentioned earlier for the freedoms that matter the most to you. Okay? So that's the downsides. The upsides is that you learn one of the greatest skills that you can learn. To me, the power of persuasion... What beats that, really? I, I just don't know what beats that. The, the power of persuasion, 
everything else kind of falls in place. I mean, you need to be able to manage that money, be able to manage that time and share those other skills that you need. But that would just be a really cool skill if you don't have it. So that's the downside of it is all the things I mentioned. You're an entrepreneur. You got to manage your time. It is based on performance. You're not getting paid to show up to flip a burger and go home. That's why they're being replaced by robots. Okay. Robots can't sell. Robots can't innovate. People will always buy from people. And that's why you have a caravana. I thought robots and machines was going to replace people in the car dealership world. And they're getting their behind whooped. Investors are noticing Carvana. They're getting their behind is whooped. When the markets just look like they're going down. Carvana lost their lunch. Car dealerships, they're sold out. They can't keep them fast enough. You know why? Despite, think about this, despite how bad people cannot stand cars, car guys. They would still choose him over Carvana. Now, Carvana... It's a rich company. It was, but Carvana, and for those who don't know, Carvana thought they could create an app to where they just deliver a car to you and it replaces car dealerships. One problem. One problem. It's a high-ticket item and you're not buying books. They thought it was going to be the Amazon of cars. Can it do well? Yes, it can do okay. Uh, But Toyota's not going anywhere anytime soon. Tesla's not going anywhere anytime soon. There will always be car people, in my mind. Just like, think about this. If the internet was the kill-all, why do we still have books? Think about it. If digital was the only way, why do we still have books? There's some things people will never, humans will never let go of. They always want to touch things and hold things, and they'll always want to buy from people. That's my personal theory. It's 2023. The internet's been out since the 1990s, early, like, 1990. So what? 33 years later, and car dealers are making just as much as it was back then. Nothing has stopped them. The internet has not, has not destroyed them yet. Why? People will always buy from people. Now, Amazon, low-ticket stuff, sure. People don't need a human to buy a book. People don't need a human to buy a vacuum. But when it comes to high-ticket things, people will always need people to guide them through the sale because they trust them. But that's the key. you got to be trustworthy. you got to be valuable to the market. You need to know what you're talking about. You need to be confident and you need to be honest. There is no room for the bad closers, bad salespeople, dishonest, happy salespeople. Their jobs are done. They're toast. They're dead. But the good guys, that's where the value's at. That's where the opportunity lies. So that's the downside of virtual closing. If you can't be honest, if you're trying to force a sale, you can't calm your nerves, your emotions, if you can't get that focus together, but to me, that's a personal problem that needs to be worked on anyway. But if you can get that in control, you can win with virtual closing. Unless you just don't, if people drain you and you can't stand people, then this is not going to work out. If you love people, if you want to help people, you want to be there for people, this can help you to where you can travel. This can help you to where you can give more. Imagine writing a tip out for a hundred bucks to a waitress just because you can. Imagine, you know, just showing up to that game for your kid just because you can. Imagine the change to tell people that I actually made it work. I did it. 
Imagine what that would feel like. Imagine if you was in control. Imagine if you, it was your time at least, and it was your, your location. You control where your two feet are. Imagine if you just got on the plane and didn't think about it. What if you became the person you always wanted to be because you, you are in the driver's seat now? I think that's what virtual closing can do for you. That's my review of the virtual closing life. What does it help me do? I've been seen, I've been seen millions of times. I've been featured in tons of sites. I've been featured in billboards. I had a guy just yesterday. He has 4 million followers on his page. He shouts me out. Like, I don't even realize how much impact we're making. I don't know if I ever will, and that's okay. And that's why I create free content. That's why I post things on my Instagram. That's why I do all what I do to help people. I want, I really, that really matters to me. That really matters to me. So anyway, that's my review. That is my honest review of virtual closing. Hopefully helped you out. It's been amazing talking. And I can't think of anything else. That is the upside. That is the downside. That is what it looks like to be a virtual closer. And um, yeah, I'm checking out, guys. That's what I got for you. Good talking. Talk soon.